you are officially invited to create some breathing room. This is the absolute best podcast to find the strategies, resources, and motivation you need to stop drowning in overwhelm, break free from hustle culture, and live out your God-given purpose. I'm your host, Rachel Baker, and girl, I've been there, done that. It is my God-given purpose to help you find space for an intentional, so you can confidently live in those strengths, skills, and passions that light you up and serve others. I know you are ready to create some breathing room, so let's do it together. Welcome to episode 35 of Create Some Breathing Room. I cannot wait for you to hear today's speaker. We have an amazing guest today. We are talking with Carrie Eichberger, and she is a precious soul. We connected also at the retreat. You've heard a few now. If you've been listening for a while, you've heard from a couple ladies I've met at the retreat that I went to in Gatlinburg. And we just connected so much because her recent book is all about winning over worry. Uh, Does anyone struggle with worry out there? (laughs) I'm going to go with yes. So you definitely want to listen today. And if you don't know Carrie already, I want to tell you a little bit about her. She lives just outside of Louisville, Kentucky with her husband, Mike, and their five kids. Bless her. Her own roller coaster of life trials, redeemed by a relationship with the Lord, fueled her desire to help others discover and experience the fullness of life found in Jesus. Amen. I love that. After years of writing for an online audience, she became ordained through Southeast Christian Church, giving her life to full-time ministry. Carrie's the author of Win Over Worry, which we are going to talk about today, and continues to follow her calling to bring faith-filled encouragement to others around the world through her social media influence, devotionals, her faith-fueled podcast, and Christian nonfiction books. And I am pumped for this conversation because anytime I can hear from somebody who's really done a deep dive into overcoming the struggle with worry... I am here for that conversation. I need it desperately. So welcome, Carrie. Oh, Rachel. Yes. I'm really excited to talk about this. And I really love your um, podcast, A Breathing Room. So I think these are going to weave greatly together. When I saw your book and saw the topic and the content you have in it, I just, I thought this is exactly what we need because it is, worry is one of the things that gets in the way most of us allowing ourselves that breathing room, I think. And so I'm excited to dive in that. Before we go too deep, I do ask every guest. And so I'm going to ask you, when you think of breathing room in your life, what does that look or feel like to you to have breathing room? I mean, just when you say those words, it just like, it washes this like glorious sense over me. It feels like peace. Um, It feels like, less anxiety. Um, It feels like slowing down. In fact, what I love about this, and I I cannot always say this, but I'll tell you right now, I'm actually in in like a season where I've created breathing room. And I can rarely tell you that. I can rarely rarely confess that. But the sad thing is, and confession, um, it's because I was in a season that I did not create breathing room. Mm. And I hit like total burnout. Yeah. And then I was forced forced to create a breathing room. And so I'm finally there again. And I'm just like, I can, so I can literally breathe. When you 
create that space. I, you physically can feel like you can breathe yes. deeper. Mm-hmm. And it, so it just feels like a weight lifted. It feels mm-hmm. lighter. Um, and what does that look like to me? It looks like more time with God. Um, mm-hmm. Recently, there was something that really spoke to me. And it was this idea of, I need to stop focusing so much on doing things for God and spending time, more time with God. I literally have a post-it note on my monitor in front of me that says that exact thing because I need that reminder every day. So I love you just said that. Yes. I, I needed that so badly. And it was like, it, t- but it took me a long time to really let it sink in and mm-hmm. to soak in so much that I, I allowed it to pour out of my life because what I know best how to do is not, not yeah. do that. <laughs> to be busy. Okay. To be busy. And, um, but it feels so good. So I just, I could elaborate on this answer because when you, when I create breathing room, it just feels, uh, it is, I wish I could just, I need to start writing down more how I feel when I experience that, because that is the space that I want to live in. And that is yeah. where I really truly can see the goodness of God too. Yes. I love that. I actually, it's so funny you said that. Cause I just, I, I have not journaled for years and I just Mm. started back into it. And one of the things I was doing the other day was I made two lists and one of them was kind of how I was feeling in that moment. And things were real heavy. I was having a a bad pain day, you know, with my rheumatoid arthritis and just things were not feeling awesome. You know, we all have those days. And then I made a list of how I wanted to feel or how I like to feel and the, just the difference of the words, you know, instead of that pain and heavy and dark and I just, this sense of freedom, light, you know, Mm -hmm. all of those things. And so, um, I love, I love that idea. And it was really helpful for me to just be like, this is where I'm currently living, you know, so Mm -hmm. it feels, and Mm -hmm. this is, I can be here. This is the goal. What will it take to, to make that move? And you mentioned you know, your confession of being in this space now because you weren't in that space, you were in that state of burnout before. Mm -hmm. How many, I know so many women listening right now who are like, uh, same girl, same, because a lot of times that's what brings us to where we have to create some breathing room, Mm -hmm. right? We're out of options. (laughs) Like it's that, or I'm going to like, just fall out on the floor. I got nothing. Right. Yeah. So, um, but I love that that was your choice, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a choice, but almost also didn't feel like a choice because I felt physically like you. sometimes you crash and burn. It's like, all right, Carrie, if you're not going to take the space you need, God will show you that that you need to take that space. And he yes. will physically like wear you down so much that you can't. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where I was. So. Yeah. But learning to not. I, I love this because I, I think it's so important to learn not to get to that point. And I think that's kind of, I know where you're headed with this is um, with what you're doing yeah. is to help so much, so many of us um, not to get to that place. Right. Let's, let's look for the warning signs. Let's. Right. Let's keep that space in our life so that we don't have to crash. You know? Right. Protect <laughs> yeah. it. Put boundaries mm-hmm. around it. I love right, it. Right. Um, awesome. Okay. So I really want to just immediately dive into your book because okay. it's a beautiful resource and I want everybody to know about it. So the full title, I'm like subtitle all of it. It's win over worry, conquer what shakes you and soar with the one who overcomes. Like you talk about the feeling, like just reading that, hearing that, the feeling that I get, it's just that sense of peace. And so I would love to know what led you to write this book, who it's for. Just tell us a little bit of the background of it. Yeah. 
Well, the book is, I mean, I, I know this sounds cliche. It's for everyone, but re- really, truly it is. And you mentioned the subtitle and in the subtitle where it says, conquer what shakes you. Mm-hmm. I intentionally did that because that's everything. Every day we're presented with things that shake us. So we we all worry, although we don't all want to admit it at times mm-hmm. that we worry, but so we're going to call it something else. We all have thoughts that just make us uneasy, that give us uncertainty about the future. And that's something that really everyone, if you think about it, can relate to. So, um, but this came from a place of my own struggle. And I think a lot of authors can relate this. Some, mm-hmm. Usually when they write about something, it's because they have trudge through the dark side of it themselves. And which is honestly one reason why initially I wasn't so sure this was a book I should be writing Mm -hmm. because I originally thought I should write about something that I'm like an expert at, you know, not something that I've struggled with myself, but quickly learned different, um, back up a bit. I did, had never really, I didn't planned on writing at all. I mean, books was, it was not something that I had, I grew up wanting to do is to be an author. So I have five kids, like you mentioned, bless and you. After I'm just going to my... keep saying it. Bless you. <laughs> so after so many things happened, it'll take you like, we'd have to talk for another hour to get you to up to speed to where I was. So after I had my fifth baby, which really I say my fifth, it was four and five. I had twins as my number four. So that's how that quickly came to be. But after I had the twins, I suffered postpartum depression. And I'd never experienced that before with my other pregnancies. And so that really threw me off. and. I'd look back realizing like God led me through that season so intentionally because he then used that to, I then started seeing a Christian counselor who prescribed journaling for me and I began to write. And I combined that with so many years I had spent um, seeking God and learning to love, to read and to to, to, to seek his word. Um, so much wisdom I had gained through some of the difficult experiences I had been through in my life. And then when I paired that with the journaling and the writing I was doing, um, and I was pouring out encouragement basically like to myself on paper. Mm-hmm. And I thought it's all these light bulbs went off. Like, what if I could help somebody else? And so anyway, that became, then, then all of a sudden these nudges started that um, I decided I wanted to write a book. And that was not, again, worry was not the topic that was on my mind at the time. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to serve others where they were and help them. And because that was my desire was to truly help other people, I asked my audience, like, what is it that you struggle with? What, what, what are the types of things? And I listed four options. I did a poll. And when, you know, like the number one thing they came back with was worry. I shouldn't even put that on there because that's not what I wanted to write about. But didn't actually mean that. I was was just, yeah. If you could pick something (laughs) else. (laughs) But it was like, okay, so this is, but then I thought as much as I, I said, I wasn't sure this is what I should write about. Somebody once told me if you're a step ahead of someone, you can help them. And right. I thought, you know, maybe I am the right person for this because I can walk alongside someone and say, I've been there. I'm still walking through it. But listen, I have come so far. And that mm-hmm. is the truth of the matter, even though it's something that's still near and dear because I do struggle with it. I have overcome so much and I've been able to add so much. So when I, we talk about um, soaring with the one who overcomes, I have had those moments of feeling like I'm soaring with the Lord through things that once debilitated me and capti- I was captivated by fear. Then I did some research and digging into my life and the past, and how I really got to where I was. Mm-hmm. But it became such a passion of mine to help other people because I thought I have come so far. And even in me continuing to walk through and teach others, I've continued. Like God has continued to use that mm-hmm. in my life to help me continue to overcome. 
I love that. And one of the things that really jumped out to me, you're talking about like doing the journaling and looking back at your past and all of that. Um, a lot of, you know, we've talked about this, a lot of the ladies that I talk with and work with, and I am guilty of this too. We get kind of in our routines on that hamster wheel, getting things done. There's no space if we don't create it for the journaling, for the looking back for. And so all of that intentional effort and time that you spent now culminated in this resource for women who are struggling. Obviously, there are plenty of them if that's what they voted for in your poll, right? People are looking for this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I just, I want to just validate and honor that time, that breathing room that you created in your life to really dig into that and find those pieces of your story to share. Because I, you know, one of the things I I preach on a lot, I guess, is how God can take the ugliest, most broken pieces of our life that we don't ever want to think of again and redeem them. He redeems all things, right? And just making beautiful things that glorify him out of the ugliest parts of our Mm -hmm. story. I've had that happen time and time again. And so just you taking that time and effort allowed him to work through that. And so I just thank you. And I wanted to acknowledge that because what a blessing. I love it. Um, Okay. We need some practical steps here, Carrie. And we've said, like, we're not trying to create to-do lists. We don't need like more things to do, but just some mindset pieces, some practical things as we are going through our day and trying to be more intentional and proactive. Just what are some of those factors that you've found that keep us in that state of worry or in that state of anxiety about our tasks and our schedules, you know, when we're looking at like what we should be spending our time on and when we should be doing it, like all of those things, what do you see that really feeds into that worry and anxiety? The biggest thing for me, and I think for a lot of people, honestly, is this idea of control, mm-hmm. <laughs> this idea that we that we are in control, mm-hmm. this false idea that we are in control. That's something that I, I've had. So you talk about those just mindset shifts. Mm-hmm. It's been that, that's been my mindset shift. I've had to say every day to myself, Carrie, you are not in control. Yeah. And God is in control. And that's where I think that many times when we believe that we are in control, it causes us to work harder, do more, um, busy ourselves, and or, or we distract ourselves from the things that we struggle with. Uh, we avoid things. There's just so much we do to try to control our day. Mm-hmm. And um, because we're worried about a, an outcome of some sort, or we have this underlying fear, but we're basically living in our will over the preferred will and way of God when we should be spending more time with God. And so what that looks like for me practically, and, and I can be so much more productive when I do this, when I spend more time in the morning with God versus like jumping into my to-do list or all these things I think I have to get to right away or else mm-hmm. this won't happen because I'm trying to control this outcome. I spend time with God and ask him, consult with him and ask him what he wants me to do and ask him to order my day. Not only does it just give me more peace about the situation, but he will He will lead you to mm-hmm. where he wants you to go. And that is what has changed everything for me. It used to be, here's Carrie's to-do list. 
all these things that I think I need to do because probably somebody else is doing it. It's 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 like made up because of somebody else's uh, expectations of me. Yeah. Instead of oh, instead yeah. of what does God want for me? And and then just taking like one step. So even though I, I said I'm in a season where I've created so much more breathing room. And at first it was confusing. Like I felt like I just needed to do nothing because I was so exhausted. Right. But there's also that part of me that has to has to be productive, has to do something. And so I would say, God, what is just the one thing? What is just, it's just that one next step. Mm-hmm. And instead of going to my to-do list, it was just like, all right, God, you give me that one next step and just, and just take that one next step and just mm-hmm. trusting him. So I'm, I would just say control is a huge factor that in our worry that keeps us anxious in our tasks and keeps us from being peaceful in what we're doing. Um, so it's acknowledging that we're not in control. I could not feel that any more deeply. And right now, just as at the time of this recording, you know, I'm very much in a season of acknowledging it. Just the awareness of it, I think, is huge. As you are feeling crazy, as you are feeling overwhelmed or whatever it is. And I feel it with work things. You know, I recently it was like, we gotta, we gotta do a sabbatical. I can't keep creating content. And so just to have these times to meet and talk with you lovely ladies and share this with the world, like that's that's what I have capacity for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to cut back things with work, but also with parenting, that yeah. sense of control in parenting. You know, it's one thing when they're littles and you kind of have to have a little more control. I've got teenagers in my house right now. Girl, what even is this? Oh boy. Yep. I know you feel this. I know you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah. And just to know that, like, I'm here to coach you, I'm here to love you. Please, Lord Jesus. <laughs> guide, guard, and direct us, right? Like absolutely, it's it's a whole thing. And so letting go of some of those things, it does, it does give a sense of peace when I think the crucial piece of that is when you know you are relying on the one who overcomes. If I were just to say like, forget it, I don't have control anyway. And just that would be, that would leave me in fear, honestly. Right. Yeah. But to know, and honestly, I'm more, I'm thankful when I can remind myself, like, you don't have to control this outcome. Yes. He is in control. Hallelujah. Like, that's my immediate yes. response is just like, he's, he's got it handled so much better than I could anyway. Mm-hmm. Why do I keep trying yeah. to grab it back? Right. And the good news about this control, I, I think some people have this feeling of like, well, well, what if they can't trust God's control? What if that control is not good? When you mm-hmm. pair the idea that not only is God a control, but he also loves you mm-hmm. more than you can possibly imagine, mm-hmm. that means that his control is good and what he is, what he has planned is good. Right. So that is where I, if I can truly trust not only that he's in control, but his control is big, bigger and better than mine could ever be. Yes. That is where that true peace, when you truly understand that, that is when real peace um, can set in and you can let go and amen to the parenting. You're right with work. Absolutely. With control. But, um, and my son just turned, well, he's got his license, um, a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and boy, if I had understood more than ever, I have no control. I'm not behind the wheel of that car. I'm not in that car. Yeah, <laughs> There's nothing I can do. And I've had to remind myself once again, that God is in control and he is good. Mm-hmm. And somehow this is the other piece of that. I have to remember like God loves my child 
even more than I do, if that's possible. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Like uh, that, I'm like, okay, he loves me. He's going, he loves them even more than I do. Don't know how, but he does. Right. And it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And that, Mm -hmm. that expectation piece, right? Whose expectations are we, you know, Mm -hmm. living up to? Why do they matter? Um, And I think also comparison feeds into that as well. Like, how are their kids doing? How are my kids doing? What Mm -hmm. that whole thing. So, so many good things just to be aware of going through the day. This is therapy for me right now, by the way. Thank you. Good, good. (laughs) I'm glad. We're all just getting our therapy for the day. That's right. Uh, Because same. Um, Yeah. Okay. There's a section in your book that has us asking why. Right. I just, you have it in big old letters. Why to get to the root of our worries and fears. Um, so can you talk to me a little bit? Uh, Cause it's not just, here's my fear. Here's what I should be doing. But the right. why of it. Talk to me about that. There's so much there. There's okay. So at the surface, we can worry about a, a million things. Mm-hmm. Um, we could spend all day writing down all the little things that we worry about and it overwhelms us. It's important for us to dig down to the root of why we're worried because what's hiding beneath all these worries is fear. Mm-hmm. And even beneath the root of the fears, there's only a couple root fears really truly that we're believing. And when I say we're believing and the fears, so let's let's understand real quick that fear is a lie um, from the enemy that mm-hmm. he is a liar feeding us these these lies yeah. uh, and because they're lies that means that that there's truth that we should be believing and we say we believe god but we don't always live like we believe the truth that we believe god uh-huh. and we sort of touched on this the truth that god is in control and that god is god's love god loves us more than we can imagine but at the mm-hmm. root of all these worries identify in my book that there's two root fears we can really trace them all back to. And it's the fear of worthlessness and the fear of helplessness. And that sounds so um, presumptuous to say that, but I, I bet if you went through the process, you would find that because at the root of all these things we're, we're worried about, even me with my son, I'm worried about him driving. What is it I'm really worried about? I'm worried about something happening. I'm worried about losing a child. And then at that, I'm worried about either you know being alone. I'm worried about being um, I'm I'm fearful of being helpless because mm-hmm. of the pain I might experience. And when we all, there's a lot of pain at the root of these worries and fears. And when we're in pain, we feel helpless. Or on the flip side, if it's a worthy issue, if we feel pain, we feel lack of worth. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we can identify that, we can then acknowledge the truth, which then can seep back out into our lives. So it's then focusing on those truths. Um, that help make those changes. But I think it's important to understand. And, and also for me, when I'm worried about something and I can identify, wait a minute, this is a lie. This is the enemy. And that just sometimes alone can be enough to make me angry and say, okay, forget it. I'm not believing a lie. Right. Um, sometimes it's that simple. Hold on a minute. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> this is not, you're not, you're not going to get me this time. Yeah. Um, the whole not today Satan thing. That is when that should pop up when you're yes. starting to worry because he's feeding you lies and we're believing lies, but we don't believe the liar. Mm-hmm. We believe God and we believe that God is in control and that he loves us. That's so good. Yeah. I just, I mean, in the past few weeks went through some of these things and some of the things that I was really holding on to and worrying about and anxious about and down at the core of it, it was either worth or feeling like I couldn't 
help? Why, like, what can I, why can't I do something about this? Mm -hmm. So um, I just, I love that you dove that deep and were able to identify those things. And I mean, I'm just going to keep it like, get the book, you know, Carrie's going to walk you through (laughs) this process, go through your own ish and sort it out and figure out what those lies are um, and hit back with that truth. And that I think it is righteous indignation is the best way I can describe when I realize that it is, um, I've had a lie, just I'm ruminating, Mm -hmm. you know, on this thing. And I realize what it is. I'm like, excuse you. Who let right. you in? Right. Yeah. I, I do right. I get mad about it. Makes it. You, it makes you angry. I get fired up. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. I do too. That's so funny. Hey, it's Rachel, your go to encourager and coach. I know you love our podcast talks, but imagine taking that connection to the next level in person. I'm more than a clarity coach. I'm someone who's been in the trenches juggling all the things. I get it. I've danced with chaos, overloaded schedules, and the struggle to prioritize self-care. But I found the rhythm. And I've got the strategies to help your ladies create some breathing room. So if you're organizing an event, whether it's a conference, church gathering, or retreat, and you want a speaker who brings humor, real talk, and a dose of inspiration... I'm your girl. Let's chat about making your event a memorable one. Visit racheldbaker.com slash speaking. That's racheldbaker.com slash speaking. I can't wait to connect. I've just got got a couple more questions because this is so good. So when it comes to making decisions, being intentional, right? Trying to get off that hamster wheel that a lot of us feel like we're on day to day, um, to be intentional, be more productive instead of just being busy. We want to be productive with our time and our life. What suggestions do you have just to get over that mountain of worry? I feel like we're like mm-hmm. on this path, trying to live our life. And this mountain of worry gets in the way. And I just... I, I want to drill through it. I want to climb over it. I don't know, whatever that looks like. And you've talked about some combating with truth, you know, so I'd love if there are any other strategies or suggestions that you have for that. Yeah, absolutely. I actually have a, quite a few in the book, but right now there's one specific that has been um, really close to my heart lately and on my mind. And a lot of it being because we're, you know, coming through and holiday seasons. And mm-hmm. I have so much of this mindset of gratitude in, in my heart uh, because of where our focus has been, and which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I talk a lot about in my book, um, specifically in my chapter about um, joy, focusing on gratitude through your fears and worries. And when you can just, st- and I have a lot of different specific ways that I do this. Um, some can be as simple as just in the moment, if you can remember to just, when you're worried about something, to just, what are, what are you thankful for in that? Um, but sometimes it has to, it's, I have to be intentional and like, if I'm feeling really stubborn to be thankful and I'm so worried about something that's wrapping me up with this like frustration almost, then I will write down like, I'll, I'll sit and write down 10 things I'm thankful for. And this just happened to me actually this past weekend. We were, uh, my daughter had to go to the emergency room. She's got a nut allergy and she had an anaphylactic reaction, which had never happened. It was, it was terrifying. And I was worried, but I mean, in a way that 
I've never been worried before. I sat there on the side of the uh, of her bed in the hospital, and and I'm like, God, you know, I'm watching the monitors. I'm I, I, my heart's racing and all these things, and I, I just remembered what I had been doing and just thanking him. And I'm like, all right, what can I be thankful for in this moment? And even though I was worried for her, I'm like, she's here and she's, you know, we made it to the hospital and mm-hmm. I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful that this happened to teach us for the next. And I'm thankful that, you know, little things around the situation. I just started sh- shifting my focus yeah. to things that God had provided and done for us surrounding the thing, very thing I was worried about. Mm-hmm. And it really did make a difference in the way that the worry was affecting me. It allowed more peace in my heart, which is what I was longing for in that moment because I just felt so rattled and shaken. Yeah. So helpless, right? Yes. Helpless. Absolutely. And yeah. um, so that in that moment, um, that was helpful. And I've done that many times with things that have been, and I've did it with, I've done it with my son with driving. It's like, okay. And someone told me this, well, let's start thanking God when he makes it safe to destination. So I just started thinking, shifting my focus to things I could be thankful for mm-hmm. in the very midst of the thing that was causing me fear and worry. That's so good. I love that. And as I imagine you in that situation with your daughter, especially in the hospital, how much better then are you able to be more present and a calming presence for her mm, yes. when you are in that different mindset, that different state? You know, if I know as a mom, if I am feeling frantic and worried and stressed, like my kids feel that. Every, they yes. know and they're kind of, we, you know, I've heard, we all kind of go up on the ceiling. It's like we just, we need to peel everybody back down off the ceiling. <laughs> and yeah. we all get, yes. you know, rattled up there. And so mm-hmm. I love that image of just you sitting there and feeling like, you know, we need to peel mom off the ceiling. But as you kind of bring yourself down in the things that right. you can find to be grateful for, then she is able to benefit from that as well. And so absolutely, I love that idea. So with the driving, I'm going to, my daughter has her permit so far. Yeah. We're uh, this summer will be the license. And so I, I'm going to need to pull for, you know, grateful that she has a friend to go visit. Grateful for (laughs) the running car. And the second thing I will say that I would, would have, I would go into next that I also did. And this what I would recommend in a situation like that is it, well, of course, prayer. I mean, I think that sounds so simple and cliche, but um, in that was, I was also of course talking to God in those moments and praying, mm-hmm. but proclaiming trust in those moments in, in any of the moments we're worried and we're afraid and just God, I trust you. And um, sometimes it's like the, those breathing techniques where you're just like, you know, deep breathing in and out. God, I trust you. Yes. And um, sometimes it's as simple as just, proclaiming that your belief um, in those moments that you, God, like you're in control. I trust you. I trust you. How many times do I have to say it? And the more we repeat that in our hearts and our heads, and I think it really does help to relieve that too. Absolutely. And one of the biggest things with worry, with anxiety is that ruminating. We get stuck on whatever that thought is, that thing that we're worried about, and we're just repeating it Mm -hmm. over and over in our mind. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't, or I'm scared, I'm scared, whatever it is. and so. I love the the idea of like the breath prayer where you breathe in one thing and out another just to mm-hmm. one, calm your body, but two, calm your mind and heart and yes. refocus in that way. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. We got to wrap up because you and I could talk about this basically all day. <laughs> um, okay. Couple of last questions that are quick. 
with the idea of allowing breathing room right now, you've been intentionally doing more of that. So are there Mm -hmm. any Mm -hmm. tools or strategies that you feel like have really helped you either manage your time better or allowed you to create more breathing room in your life? Yeah, these are kind of tied together because I am a to-do list person. Yes. Um, and I'm, I know a lot of people can relate to that. I, I always have a list every day of the things. And my to-do list is actually getting shorter because I'm removing some of the fluff. But I have started to, on my to-do list, put in those practices to give me breathing room. So mm-hmm. I'm writing, literally writing rest, like from a certain hour to the next hour of the I day. Um, or I'm writing reading, you know, just I, I'm I'm putting that in and versus squeezing it in when I have some free time, which yes, you know, how that happens doesn't never happen. It happens so, never. <laughs> yeah, you have so you I have I have been intentional. And so along with that, um, we my husband and I, we plan date nights every week. And that's a that's something that gives me breathing room because I have five kids and there's our schedules are crazy. Mm-hmm. If I don't plan that, prioritize it and protect it, yeah, then somebody's going to take it from me. Yeah. Same with your, with your day in general, but that, that is, that time is time for me to breathe and just mm-hmm. to have, this is like, no one's going to be asking me for anything. I'm not working. I'm not parenting unless, you know, an emergency. Right. But, um, that is something that we prioritize, uh, at least once a week, sometimes twice a week when I need it more. To be Get honest. it, girl. That's so good. That's so good. And we talk a lot in this space about, you know, creating those times, like I'm going to read at this time, protecting it, and then respecting yourself enough to show up for that appointment with yourself or with your yes. book, your bed, whatever, you know, whatever it what is. A, right, right. Yeah. So, oh, that's so good. And then obviously your book, your podcast, every <laughs> all of that's going to be linked. Are there any other books or podcasts that you would recommend to our ladies here? Yes. Okay. So I love to read and I have a lot of books, but I'm just like top of mind. And so you know very well, Mary Marant. So we just oh, um, love Mary. I know she's a great friend and we, um, I didn't meet her until the retreat we went on, but um, I was inspired to buy her book Dirt after, actually before I even got home, it was at my door. And I love, love, um, loved dirt so much that of course then I had I said, told my husband you have to read this book it was written by a female but it's that good and he loved it too yeah but then I had then I bought um I got her book slow growth equals yeah. strong roots and so I'm reading that now and like that talking about like creating breathing room like that mm-hmm. is that has been so good for me right now speaking straight to the heart of someone who also is a striver and can't stop sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. It's been, uh, yeah, so I could go on, but I love, I love her words and they speak straight to my heart. And honestly, when we talk about breathing room, I think about the, the things that she, the way that she writes um, kind of makes me feel that openness in, in yeah. my soul. You yeah. Know? Oh, Mary's yeah. got a way with beautiful words that I, I just admire so much when I read mm-hmm. her work. It's just, mm-hmm. she was our first guest interview on this podcast. Um, wow. And we talked a lot about that, just like, slow it down. Yes. <laughs> Take a breath. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that that's speaking to you right now. All right. Last question. And it's super easy. Where can people find you, Carrie? Well, my website, com. It's Carrie with a K, but I'm on Instagram quite a bit, uh, unless I'm taking some time off 
which actually happens more now as I'm creating more breathing yeah. room in my life. But um, about every day you can find me there on Instagram. Awesome. Everybody go find Carrie. She's amazing. I know this has been so helpful for so many in our community. It's been helpful for me. Like you said, little therapy session today here yes. on the podcast. Um, yeah. And I hope we can do this again. I love talking with you. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for coming and sharing with us today. It's been a really great conversation. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to check the show notes to get links for all the resources mentioned in this episode. As always, your reviews make such a difference. So thank you for taking the time to leave those for us. Your ratings and thoughts mean so much. I love reading each and every one. As we wrap up today, please remember, life can feel crazy and overwhelming sometimes but you will never regret taking the time to create some breathing room.